Life insurance is probably, if not the best, the second best way to provide liquidity for those that are left behind, and especially when they need to pay for certain things like funerals or debt or things of that nature. Welcome to the Perfect Game Retirement Podcast with former professional baseball player and now financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management, Ryan Ledman. This show will help you make the right financial decisions so you can pitch a perfect game in retirement. Here's the wind-up and the delivery. Welcome into Perfect Game Retirement. I've been George alongside Ryan Ledman. Every week we talk with Ryan about a number of different retirement and financial planning topics today we've got another good one for you too we're talking about life insurance uh, we've done we've done some shows of, on life insurance but we're going to kind of put a positive spin on things and talk about why you should utilize life insurance we'll go through that today ryan welcome in how are you uh doing well so hopefully people have not already clicked off when they heard life insurance <laughs> they didn't they didn't go away so again don't worry we're not selling you life insurance on this but there are some some important pieces to it uh so we want to we definitely want to cover that today yeah, we'll, we'll bring them back with a little talk on aliens about that. So sure, we don't really, <laughs> don't really talk aliens on the show, but um, reason why I want I got a question for you. I saw a news. There's all, like there's so much happening in the world right now, Ryan. That like if we like aliens, I've seen more and more stuff about aliens and UFOs um, in the news than I ever have. Right, like, it, but but it never gets talked about. It's just kind of like a secondary story because there's so much else happening. But I just saw something recently where. There, there's talk about scientists are hoping to broadcast the Earth's location. Like, I don't know how they're going to do it. I picture, picture like one of those, you know, grand openings where you have that strobe light that goes in the sky, right, <laughs> that you can see from a ways away. I don't know what they plan on doing, but they're talking about trying to broadcast our location, which I don't know is something I'm excited about necessarily. But it does bring me to the question I have for you, which is, do you actually believe in aliens? That's interesting. I've not heard that news story. Um, do I believe in aliens? I don't. Um, and I say that a little bit hesitant. I, I really don't. I mean, it's funny we mentioned this because I think during times of unknown and fear and uncertainty, I think people prey on that. So you do see kind of the unknowns on stuff like this and actually haven't seen the movie since I think it came out in the theater. Uh, the movie signs was on the other mm -hmm. day and I kind of forgot how creepy that movie <laughs> Um, actually was, I yeah. mean, my kids were like trying to watch some of them. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't want you guys having nightmares for the next year. Um, cause those creatures on there are, are weird looking, but yeah, do I believe in aliens? No. Are there other life forms out there? I mean, I would think there would have to be, and I don't think they're little green Martian people. Um, but there's some sort of life out there. I mean, this the, the how big the galaxy and space is is completely unknown so who's to say there's not another earth out there i don't know i am that's way over my head and i am not that smart when it comes to stuff like that but i don't believe in aliens how we kind of project them on the big big screen if you will but who's to say there's not a lot, some t sort of life form out there i don't know maybe there is but who am i to say I just, I find it to me, I find it hard to believe there's nothing else out there, right? As expansive yeah. as things are in, in just this world. I mean, it's hard to believe there wouldn't be anything else out there. Now, whether or not we'll ever come in contact with them in our lifetime, I, I might not believe that, but it feels like there's something else out there. And we're moving so quick to, in technology that 
that who knows what we'll have right. uh, in 20 or 30 years from now. But yeah, it's interesting. And I'm sure, you know, we'll, we'll have more on that. Uh, not us personally on the show, but I know there'll be more <laughs> in the news about that as, as more and more on UFOs are coming out and this sort of thing. But thought it was interesting to kind of get us into the, the show, hit on something we don't ever talk about. And uh, yeah, I've never been a sci-fi guy. That's kind of my wife's cup of tea. She's she's big into the Star Wars thing and all that, and she'll read like fiction books. And I am more of the, you know, leadership, how to get better at things in history, and I don't know more factual stuff. So like all the movies that I love are some sort of fact-based type movies. Uh, the sci-fi stuff, just no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought also it'd be a good idea to use that to, to get us into our next topic on life insurance, which I know is an exciting, Ryan. I know it's one of the, the topics people might think, oh, this is boring. Uh, I don't know. I don't need to know anything about insurance. Insurance is never a fun topic for the most part. But there's so much negative in the world right now that we want to try to put a positive spin on some things. And we're going to do that with life insurance today. Really kind of analyze the reasons why you might want to get life insurance. Now, it doesn't mean that it's definitely the thing that you should go run out and and purchase today but maybe these are some reasons why you should at least consider it um because i think when people have their kids leave the house and get later in life they think okay i don't need insurance as much anymore but there are the reasons why life insurance can be a very useful part of your retirement plan so got a few reasons here ryan i'm going to list them out and let you kind of dive into them for us but the first one here uh the reason why you might want it is for income replacement yeah, I mean, this is probably the most most important, especially early early on. You want to have enough life insurance, especially, you know, depending on what your household looks like and if you have, and it should be for both. It's so funny how if there's one spouse that works and one that doesn't, the one who doesn't work always has, it seems like, the lower amount. Oh, it, you know, they don't earn an income, so we don't need as much life insurance. I'm like thinking okay, how do I say this nicely, but also not come across as like a salesman, but that's going to be an issue. There's no income coming in per se and a dollar amount for that spouse that's staying home, but you're going to need help. You're not going to be a 24 seven taxi service or, you know, getting kids off the bus, depending on what age they are. It's just, there's going to be a lot of things that you're going to have to pay for and, you you need is just as much life insurance on them as the people that are the the spouse that's working. So income replacement is definitely huge, especially it, it, for the person making that income. So now, do you want to replace that income for the rest of your life? Uh, no, I mean it's something that, and it's depending on what the age of the person is, but you want that income replacement definitely for a short period of time. So they're not that other spouse that's left behind is not scrambling, trying to find a job while they may have young kids. It's just not, you don't want to do that. Uh, so income replacement is, is hugely, hugely important that life insurance, again, especially if you're young, buying a term policy for a really high death benefit for a small amount, that's, you got to do that. It, it, that's a no brainer to pay for a small premium per month. Now, again, you get the pushback. Oh, I don't want to sleep with one eye open. I mean, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I know it's a joke, but there's a little <laughs> bit of truth in what a lot of people say. Well, okay, if your spouse has you off somewhere, well, they don't collect the death benefit. There's no <laughs> there's no death benefit right. for your spouse if something happens. And there's I don't even know if people have seen this. There's a new series of commercials out there that I just saw 
and it's about life insurance. And they're saying, oh, life insurance so good that whatever their tagline is, but it literally shows the spouse hiring a hitman to <laughs> kill their spouse and or there's another one where it has an alligator in the bed Jeez. Uh, when the husband gets home. And there's a disclaimer on the screen that says, you know, if you or if you actually do this, you won't collect the death. But I'm like, oh, my gosh. OK, that got my attention. But that's some of the worst marketing that I've ever seen. So anyway, <laughs> income replacement, I'm kind of going down a rabbit hole here. Income replacement is very important, especially when you have young kids and if you have one spouse who does not work. All right, so that's the first reads. And how about state liquidity? How can life insurance provide that liquidity? Yeah, this is this is a huge part. And this, I mean, you and I were talking before the show. I mean, I'm going through my CFP coursework right now, and estate planning is is uh, one of the last courses that you take. And um, it, for me, it was the the least interesting. Doesn't mean it's the least important, but there's a lot of you know lawyers speaking it and and just old school kind of Latin terms and ugh, it just didn't, didn't resonate with me. So that one I had to really, really study for, but it's the estate planning course is a, is a huge, and that's obviously why we bring in attorneys as well to help with this stuff. But estate liquidity, that's, you're going to need those things. If you don't have a large emergency fund or slush fund, if you will, to have access to that, life insurance and relatively quick, as long as you provide, you know, the, the documentation that the insurance company needs, uh, especially death certificates. And, um, you know, there's not like an investigation or something going on because of the death estate liquidity, life insurance usually does that the quickest. If there is not money sitting on the sidelines in savings checking, or even a joint investment account, if there's a joint account, that's what we usually we usually title uh, married couples if they have a, an investment account to jointly own because as soon as something happens to one of them the name just slides over into other person's name so there's no having to go through probate and all that but life insurance is probably if not the best the second best way to provide liquidity for those that are left behind and especially when they need to pay for certain things like funerals or debt or things of that nature. All right. So that's two of the reasons why you should get life insurance. Uh, the next one to think about is to go ahead and lock in that low premium because as, like everything else, right? Prices are always going to go up. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, they're actuarially based, which means the older you get, the more expensive it is. And the older you get, the more of a chance you have health issues. So this is not really new information, but the, the younger you are, the bigger that death benefit you can get and the, the cheaper that's going to be. Now, obviously, it still depends on uh, underwriting. You, you got to go through underwriting and they can nitpick certain things and, and give you what they call a rating. So it's not always the best rating. I, I tell people, you know, there's a gold, there's a silver, there's a bronze, and there's a whole bunch of other ratings beyond that. So we try to correlate the top three with kind of metal winnings, if you will. But yeah, is it a little disappointing if you don't get the highest rating? Sure. But they usually tell you why they, they disclose why, or if you get denied, it'll tell you why, which means, okay, I either have some kind of problem that I need to <laughs> address, or I got a health issue I need to go to the doctor for. So sometimes getting declined is a blessing in disguise because there may be something on the radar that wasn't on the radar that needs to be. And they can find that out and figure that what that health issue is potentially. So locking in, getting that low premium and getting that term stretched out as long as possible. Now, obviously, there's different types of whole life that continue on forever. Again, the younger you are, the cheaper that life insurance policy is going to be. 
All right. Uh, the next reason why you might consider getting life insurance is to help transfer that family wealth. Yeah, I think this is going to be more and more important in the future. Uh, right now, there is um, what they kind of nickname the death tax or the estate tax. There's um, it, it's over it's over eleven million dollars that you can give away per person and avoid any estate tax. So that's kind of the transferring of wealth. So that's a lot of people that are underneath that. So now, again, that doesn't mean you avoid federal and state taxes. If these are all pre-tax accounts, you still got to pay those income taxes. But again, if you have a really high net worth client and they're over that threshold, then okay, you're going to have to pay a hefty tax bill on any dollar over that estate tax exemption. So over that, that's where life insurance comes in, where they can pay that tax bill. So that transfer of wealth goes from one generation to the next. It's not being gobbled up uh, by the IRS and the federal government from estate tax issues or estate tax that they'll, they'll tax you at a very, very high rate. So having that life insurance is there to pay that tax bill in case you are over that. Now, again, most people don't it doesn't apply to. So the reason why I say I think it's going to get more and more important because I think as part of new tax law comes into play, whether it's next year or in 2026, whenever that may be, I think there's going to be a new tax code. And I think the estate tax is something they're going to go after. And it's it's been as low as a million bucks, if not even below that, and, and not too distant uh, history. So a million dollars, yes, it's still a lot of money, but it's not a lot of money. So people who pass away with a $2 million, you know, 401k or an IRA, they're going to have to pay if, if the estate tax exemption is a million bucks, they're going to have to pay estate taxes on a million dollars. That could be anywhere from 350 to 450,000 bucks. That's a lot of stinking money. Now, will it go that low? I, I don't know. I don't think so, but I don't think it's going to stay over $11 million. It's like around 11.7 million per person. So for a married couple, that's a lot of money. That's you know mm -hmm. over 23 million bucks or right around. So that's where uh, life insurance can help with that tax bill. And I know people are like, oh, you know, cry me a river that you're not gonna inherit all that money. But again, keep in mind, I'm not talking about right now. It doesn't apply to most people, but a million bucks, having that estate tax issue down that uh, exemption that low, that, that could be an issue for a lot of people. Yeah, sure could. All right. Uh, fifth reason why you might want to consider life insurance. If you're a business owner and we talk about business succession plans are very difficult, but how can life insurance help here? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, there's several different types. Um, you know, you can do a key man insurance policy. Um, I mean, there's a whole, there's a whole bunch of different ones, but the, the main that we're, we're keeping this conceptual. So the main concept is if something were to pass, like for me, if I were to pass, I own 100% of our advisory firm. Well, my wife does not want to own an advisory firm. So we need to have some sort of buy-sell agreement with my other advisors and put that in place where if something were to happen to me, they there's an influx of capital that they just buy her out and then she walks off and that's it. And my advisors that are still here have a financial planning business now. So business succession plan is probably the least utilized, but uh, needs to be done and needs to be put in place because you don't want the, the, the spouse left behind owning a company. They have no desire. Like if my wife owned her own veterinary clinic, I'd be like, uh, yeah, no, 
<laughs> I got no desire to own something like that. Now she doesn't own one. She's in business for herself, but doesn't own a practice. Uh, but if she did, I would want no part of it, just like she wouldn't want any part of my business. Yeah, no question there. All right, a couple more. We talk taxes a lot here, so obviously taxes have to factor in to this at some point. So let's talk about it now. How can life insurance help provide tax-free income? So this is where, um, and this is more tax-free income while the owner of the policy is still alive. So we hear about whole life. We hear about index, universal, universal life, variable life. So these are the cash value type policies that people have where they're basically spending their death benefit while they are alive. So they put in money, the premium's higher, uh, no matter what age, it's going to be higher because it's a it's a death benefit that will pay out. But when you get to a certain age, then you can start taking this money out, either the principal amount that you put in, you can take out, which is tax-free because it's principal. You can use uh, take out via loans, which again, there's no taxes on loans. That's with any loan that we take out. There's no, there's no income tax on that. So you can take out loans or a combination of principal and loans of the cash value in the account. And essentially you're spending your death benefit while you're alive. Well, there's, there's some planning that goes into this depends on how much people are putting in, how long they've had it, how long they fund it. Some policies are structured where you only put in money for a certain period of time and then it just grows on its own. Then you can start taking income out in retirement. That's again, tax efficient. So, but you got to be careful that you don't take too much out because uh, you want a little bit um, once you die. So what happens with the loan when you pass away, the death benefit pays the loan off. And then if there's any remaining balance after that, then your beneficiaries receive the death benefit. But usually if you've taken money out of this cash value policy, there's a, probably not a whole lot of death benefit left. But if you're doing it for tax-free income, you're really not doing it for the death benefit. I mean, it's an extra layered benefit but you're doing it for some some sort of, of tax-free income. And, you know, a lot of people, this applies to people who can't do a Roth IRA or maybe they're maxing out their Roth 401k and they're really, really high income earners. They're like, okay, where else can I put this money that I'm not going to get taxed to death down the road? And this could be a possible solution for them. But again, the, the policies really got to be structured right. You don't want a high, really high death benefit because that just means – you're not you're not buying the death benefit. You're buying it for the income down the road. All right. We got one more reason why you should get life insurance. One of the major expenses in retirement is health care, long-term care. So life insurance can play a part in this, correct, to help you with this coverage? Yeah, it can. I mean, these policies have changed and morphed over time uh, because so many people can't afford or can't qualify for a traditional long-term care policy because the underwriting is is even worse than life insurance. They can deny you anything they want. They can deny you for a long-term care policy. So life insurance, and it's got to be structured like a whole life type policy. But again, just like the one we just mentioned, you're basically spending your death benefit on income. This one, you're basically spending your death benefit on uh, care, some type of care, whether it's in-home, nursing home, whatever it may be. But there are policies now. And so the the the, in, the life insurance industry has pivoted because long-term care is so sometimes cost ineffective, especially if you apply for it too late or you now have a health issue. So very similar to life insurance, 
but if you wait too late on long-term care, it's uh, it's very difficult to get, and it can be it can be expensive. So life insurance is another way that they've morphed and changed and said, okay, let's create this product that allows you to spend it on care if you were to need it while you're alive. And then again, whatever remaining amount is left, that's what the beneficiaries receive, but it's probably going to pay for some type of care. But yeah, life insurance policies can be used for this. Got to be structured, right? It's a little bit different than just the traditional term, but it can be done. So there's seven reasons. Again, these won't all apply to you. Maybe none of them apply to you. Maybe multiple do, but hopefully this gives you some thought into why you might look more into life insurance. Maybe you kind of brushed it off in the past. don't feel like it's necessary, but there's some creative ways to utilize the benefit. And we've gone over some of those today. So if you want to sit down with Ryan and talk about this a little bit further, you can schedule your retirement coach 360 session online now at blackoakam.com, or you can call them at 470-508-0508 and talk more about it. But again, life insurance, it might not be for everyone, right, Ryan? But there are like everything, these tools could potentially be a great opportunity for you, an option for you, but you won't know until you sit down and look through everything. Yeah, exactly. And that's where I think looking at a comprehensive holistic planner, not just a life insurance person, which not knocking that I've been in that industry. I've been there before and I, I know what the incentives are. I, I know been there, done that. And so if you have a comprehensive planner who who's still licensed to do that, if it's part of a cohesive big plan, then it just makes more sense a lot of times instead of just doing uh, the one-off life insurance policy or disability or long-term care, whatever it may be. It's It's better if it's a part of a whole plan. Well, I think we can kind of wrap up this conversation with the mailback question that came in this week from Catherine Memphis. It fits in perfectly, but she says, I've always heard people talk about the importance of life insurance, but I never fully grasped the importance of it until my husband died unexpectedly last month at the age of 61. And I got a check for 250,000 almost immediately. It's very comforting to know the money is there, but now I don't know what to do with it. What would you suggest? So a great question, Catherine. Sorry. Yes. Sorry for your loss. And I've had to deliver one of those life insurance checks before. So when you see, when you're on that end of it and see how still upset that person is for obviously losing a loved one, but then receiving that, it's like a mix of emotions because they know, okay, I can, this is one area that I don't have to worry about as much because my loved one has taken care of me. So I've seen that end of it. So that part I get, I understand. I'm not just trying to sell people the largest death benefit possible <laughs> to to sell a life insurance policy. So Catherine, that 250K, depending on what life insurance is coming from, they're probably going to want you to invest it with them <laughs> uh, or put it in some insurance product. That's not always the case, but more times than not, I've seen it. I've seen it over and over and over again for people who have received a check from uh, from different life insurance companies, and they want that money to stay. I get that. I, I understand that. Just like if we lost a client because of a death, we would want the the kids to continue to use us as their advisors. So I, I get it. I understand. I'm not mad at them for doing that. It just may not be in their best interest on what they're trying to do. So the 250k. Uh, Catherine, that's a, a conversation for another day. Now, would you, do you need income from it? Do you is that there to pay for funeral expenses? And hey, do you have any house debt left over that you can just knock out and be done with and not have to worry about that anymore? So a lot of personal uh, things there going on, Catherine, but don't, what I would tell you is don't make a huge rash decision 
right away. Uh, take a few months, take six months, take a year uh, on a big decision. Now, again, bills, debts, all that kind of stuff, that can be done pretty quickly. But as far as big decisions on what to do with the money, just wait, uh, let let the, the, the storm settle, if you will, and then you know, talk to someone, talk to an expert and figure out the right path for you, Catherine. Well, if you want to talk with Ryan, Catherine, you can do so. Uh, just visit blackoakam.com, schedule your 360 session online now and uh, get that on the books. But again, I echo Ryan's condolences to you as well. Uh, but thank you for the question. If you ever have anything on your mind, you can sit into Perfect Game Retirement. Just visit, again, the website, blackoakam.com. You can also call Ryan at 470 470- Five zero eight zero five zero eight. So life insurance, hopefully you made it all the way through. If you did, please subscribe to the show. We'd appreciate that as well. We got a new show every couple of weeks and uh, we'll have a new one coming up soon. Ryan, in the meantime, keep an eye out for aliens and uh, maybe you'll see one before we talk again. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm good in this lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man, take care and uh, we'll catch up with you again soon. All right, be good. The Perfect Game Retirement Podcast is brought to you by Black Oak Asset Management, serving the greater Atlanta area with offices in Alpharetta and Macon. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Perfect Game Retirement to find us. You can also visit blackoakam.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Ryan Ledner, and to learn more about how to pitch a perfect game in retirement. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Please consult with a qualified professional before taking any action. Securities and registered investment advisory services offered through Silver Oak Securities, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Black Oak Asset Management and Silver Oak Securities, Inc. are not affiliated.